What's going on, everybody? What's happening? What's going on? What's cracking, lacking? What's shake, shake, shaking, baking in the good words of Patrick? You feel me? What's going on? Welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast. My name is Devante. I will be your host again for another another great episode. Um, we are powered by the Made by Opinion app. So as always, if you would like to dip your toe, you know, dip your you, you know your toenail into some podcasts, and if that's something that you would want to do, I highly recommend the Made by Opinion app. We can go to the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now, for future references, I don't get paid to advertise the app that I'm using. I understand that. I don't get paid to do this. I just do this off of my free will because they've the app has been so good to me, so I, I feel like I have to promote it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just off the conscience of my you know ever-loving heart. You know what I'm saying? So, welcome again. Welcome again. You know we are presented to you by, of course, Toronto Hicks & Company. You know, of course. You know what I'm saying? That's... That's just what it is, you know. But I was like, how's everybody's week been going? You know, I've, I've had a wonderful, trying, but wonderful week. You know, um, God's been still working. Um, grad school starts tomorrow, Monday Monday night. Um, I have two classes this semester. It feels weird become going back to being a student again um, because I've been out for a whole year. So it's like, you know, took that year break and just to got, get me together, get my company in order and everything like that. But. It feels very weird being a grad student, you know, or being a student again. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my God, I'm a student. I gotta get books. I gotta get book bag. I get pencils, notebooks, pens. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Okay, so very excited to start grad school um, tomorrow. Uh, but I, I know everybody has come up here for school and everything. So I just hope that everybody uh, gets right on a good foot for school tomorrow. Um, so let's get right into the show. We have a, a very, very good show for y'all today. So we have some uh, things that we're going to talk about today. Um, we're definitely going to talk about the uh, the divorce being final between Kyrie and LeBron. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into a lot of that. Um, actually, we're going to get into Colin Cap again because um, we're going to talk about actually the uh, the rally that actually happened um, in front of the NFL uh, headquarters in New York. And then we're going to talk about power. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about power in last week's episode because I believe um, the new episode doesn't come on until next Sunday. I think it's like a two-week break. But I think um, it comes on next Sunday. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I do believe that it comes on next Sunday. Um, and then we're going to talk about Conor, uh, Conor McGregor and the Mayweather fight. Did y'all see it? Did y'all watch it? Um, of course, Mayweather won. But my MVP in the MVP of the week, actually. Um, I was waiting for this fight to be over, but my, my MVP goes to Conor McGregor, and I'll explain why it actually goes to Conor McGregor, not Mayweather. And then my hot topic of the day today is, um, do relationships nowadays have a time limit? Ponder that question, because I had to ponder that question my damn self. So I need y'all to ponder that question, because I'm going to explain more in, into detail on the second half of the show why I chose this question and why we're going to dive so deep into it, because I, I have some things that I want y'all to think about. All right. So let's jump right into it. Let's just jump right into power. OK, now, if y'all haven't seen the last episode of Power, um, hopefully all of y'all have, because I'm hitting y'all with some spoilers. So y'all know that Ray Ray was looking for Tyreek and everything. Ray Ray um, basically killed baby girl. Kill my baby girl, Rena. Uh, Rena, I'm sorry. Shot her right in the chest, Jesus. Shot her right in the chest, and it hurt my soul. It hurt my spirit. It hurt. 
It just, it, it hurt my spirit. It hurt my spirit. Like, I was like, no. I tell you, I tell you, no. Me, when me, Patrick, and Cordell watched that whole episode, it was like, I jumped out on the, out, out of the couch. And I just looked at the screen like, this can't be real. Replay it. Replayed it. It happened again. I said, stop playing. Stop playing. Man, it did something to me. Because, you know, baby girl, Raina was just, she was out of everybody that was damn near lying. And everybody was lying. Everybody on that show is lying right now. Everybody. Everybody is telling some type of lie. She was the one person on that show who held it down. And told the truth. She didn't even, and it's not even that she told the truth. She just had everybody back. You know, she had everybody's back and did not. And she got shot. I mean, Ray Ray just said, slag gal. I said, oh, no. And then if you think about it, Raina was in all white when she died, right? So it was like an angel just going up to heaven. I said, right now, they had so many memes and she, they had a GoFundMe account. For Raina, I said, so you know what, social media, I'm not about to play with y'all. You know who I'm saying? Social media had it ready. They had the the, the GoFundMe account for her. They talked, they had Raina dancing uh, at like a, a festival somewhere. And they had it to where they said, um, Raina up in heaven, uh, uh, having a good old time, lit as hell. I'm like, y'all need to chill. But that was probably the worst death for me just for me I, I can't speak for nobody else but for me that was probably the worst death on power so far because i love i love baby girl and it, it was because she was so willing to do anything and everything for not only her brother but her family you know what i'm saying like t you leaving why you leaving is it because it is all right i ain't gonna say nothing we're just gonna move out of here you know and then she kind of hinted her death too a little bit because when they was leaving, or when they was in the uh, the little the high school party, and the white girl was like, Tyreek, you're leaving? Oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm going to miss you. Hug. And then she's like, she tells Ty- Rena tells Tyreek, like, listen, um, it's, it's going to be our last time having birthdays. It was like, wait a minute, what you mean? Like, we knew, you, you, you kind of knew that she was going to go to school. But then you knew Ray Ray was going to pop up and you know somebody was going to die. You thought Tyreek was going to die. No, it was more dramatic when Raina died because Raina was just so loving, so trustworthy for everybody that now on this this season finale, y'all, we about to see Tyreek, I feel like, go to a whole nother level. I feel Tyreek is about to go into a... uh, He's about to become his father. Honestly. You know, with all that Tyreek has seen over this past season, Tyreek is literally about to become a young ghost. Not even a ghost. I believe a young Tommy. A young Tommy mixed with a young ghost. You made Tyreek. You feel me? I, and, I, <laughs> and I know it sounds weird, but it's like, I just feel like this is about to go really, really haywire. It's about to go really, really south. So for me, Raina's death, out of all the shows so far that I'm watching, man, it, it hurt my spirits. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, I mean, we expected it. Well, shit, you know, baby girl was, you know, she, man, she was the OG, man. I, I loved baby girl, man. Raina was, Raina was the coolest. 
She was the coolest one on there. And I'm like, everybody lying. Everybody been lying since season one. Everybody been lying since season one. She been the most trustworthy person since season one. And y'all gonna kill her off like that? That's how y'all do her. That's bold. I'm like, y'all ain't shit. But shout out to Power for that, man. Because it was very dramatic. So I can't wait to the second, um, the season finale of that. So if y'all want to check out Power, the season finale, I believe, quote me if I'm wrong, though, people. Literally quote me if I'm wrong. I believe it's a, another week until we can watch it. Um, but y'all need to go check it out. If y'all haven't watched the whole season so far, before you watch the season finale, go watch the whole season. If you don't even know what Power is, I need y'all to go check out season one right now. R- right now. Don't play with me like right now. All right. So now let's get into um, let's get into the divorce settlement. So as y'all know, as I put it on my Snapchat about a couple days ago, um, Kyrie is moving to Boston, man. So the divorce is final between Kyrie and LeBron. Uh, that that divorce is uh, that divorce has been finalized. It's been signed, sealed, and delivered. As some of y'all know, and some of y'all don't know, um, Kyrie Irving played for the uh, Cav- Cleveland Cavaliers um, since I believe his draft pick in '09 or '10, somewhere up in there. And um, he's played with LeBron for about three years ever since LeBron got back to the Cavaliers in the 2014-2015 season and helped he helped uh, LeBron and the Cavs go to three straight finals um, and brought a championship home with LeBron to Cleveland. Now, Kyrie is looking to bump up his status. Um, he wants to be the alpha male. He wants to be the alpha dog. Um, he's basically tired of staring in, in the shadow of LeBron, who is the best player in the world, of course. And um, he's moved to Boston. So Boston has given up uh, Jay Crowder, uh, some European dude. I don't know his name for real. Um, Isaiah Thomas and a and that uh, first round pick, I believe, in 2018. Um, how do I feel about this? How do you feel about this, Fonte? Like, what's, what's, what's your take on this? Um, well, honestly... I think both sides actually got, you know, a pretty good deal. Um, as you know, Boston just got Gordon Hayward. But um, the thing is, Boston is such a defensive team to me that they just lost a bulk of their defense. You know, like they got a, they, they lost a lot of their defensive pieces. And I'm not saying that, 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 you know, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie, and all of them don't play defense. But... Really, Kyrie doesn't play defense, and he doesn't know how to turn it on. You know, I've never seen Gordon Hayward play that much defense. You know, a lot of this this game, the NBA now is just a, a catch-and-shoot type of game now. You know, it's it's more so shoot from the three. You know, we'll see. And, and that's really because of um, – and I'm not blaming. This is not victim-blaming. This is not victim-shaming. This is not victim-blaming. This is not blaming anybody on um, anything – like, but it's really because of Kyrie. I mean, Stephen Curry. You know what I'm saying? Steph started this, you know, this this reinvention of the NBA where shooting threes is the new is the new thing. You know, when Shaq got into the league, being a big man was the was the primary objective. You had you was a big if you was a big man, you was balling. You know, because when Shaq was in the league, he was putting up 28 and 10 damn near every year. You know what I'm saying? So slamming slamming the ball, breaking rims. You know what I'm saying? So it was good to be a big man. So when that transition came out, when that transition was done, the transition into catching shooting came. Hence, Stephen Curry. Catch, shoot, bow. 
from the three-point line, bah, beyond the three-point line, bah, go crazy. So now the kids nowadays are taking, even the young ones like myself, are taking um, that and saying, okay, that's the type of player I need to be. Yeah, I need to, you know, get my dribbles up. I need to get my skills in order. You know, I need to get my handles together and everything like that. My speed, endurance, whatever. But I need to know how to shoot from beyond the yard. Even big men are doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're a big man, if you can't shoot threes, it's a little steep. You know what I'm saying? I can't throw you the ball. And if you can't shoot a three, ah, you know? But so what I'm saying is this now catch and shoot type game doesn't really need defense as much because nobody goes into the hole as much. You, you do have a few players like Kyrie who is probably – um, like a lot of people have mentioned, one of the best inside scorers and best, like, you know, inside point guards that they have right now. Um, Isaiah Thomas is one of those, too. Um, so when it came to that trade, Isaiah for Kyrie, you know, you got two MVP caliber, one really, really MVP caliber player in Isaiah who was um, damn near in, damn near uh, on the ballot for MVP this previous season without LeBron, you know, so if you put him with that, you with LeBron, it's just like, okay, well, if LeBron does leave, if he decides to leave after the 20, you know, 2017, 2018 season, then, you know, it's it's just like, oh, well, we have some, we, we can rebuild on some things, you know what I'm saying? We got Isaiah Thomas, who is a very, very prolific scorer, you know, Max Kellerman of uh, First Take um, said that, um, he looks at him as probably going to be one of the best uh, players in, in the game. And, you know, I I still have to see more, but he is probably one of the, one of the best. He's in my top, like, 20, top 15. Um, but when it comes to, like, you know, this divorce settlement, I just feel as though, um, you know, Kyrie got the better end of the deal a little bit. Um, Kyrie's going to a team where he knows he's a champion. First of all, he's a champion. He's an experienced champion who has gone to the finals three times. But in retrospect, the first time he was injured, the second time he wasn't, the third time, you know, they had Kevin Durant. So you couldn't stop that. So, you know, experienced champion and champion nonetheless. And, you know, he's going to a team where he's going to feel like he's the alpha dog and and the, the, the guys around him are going to look at him as such. Um... I just want, you know, that res- I just feel like that respect level should be um as a leader, you have to know when to step back, follow and everything. So I'm hoping that Kyrie Irving is going to be a great leader. That's all I'm that's I think that's my immediate worry is that Kyrie Irving doesn't really become that leader like he wants to be or that he needs to be for this team. Um because no matter what you say about Isaiah um, Isaiah was that leader. And once Isaiah got things running on that court, Boston was uh, a force to be reckoned with. Even though, they, yeah, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals 4-0. You know what I'm saying? That, that We expected that. But when Isaiah was on the court, you know, selfish or not, he made he made the offense flow. Defensively, they they need they, they still need some work. And defensively over in the Cavs, they kind of still need some work. But um, like I said, it's a catch and shooting type of game now. You know, you catch and you shoot. You know, it's not it's not an inside game anymore. Like I said, it's a it's a few stars out here that are that can literally go into the hole. You know what I'm saying? That literally do it. And I love superstars that can not only catch and shoot, but still go into the hole. But still, like I love James Harden. 
I love Russell Westbrook. I love those players. I like Steph, but I love James Harden and I love Russell Westbrook because not only can they kind of hit from the perimeter, but they can go inside with no problem and draw the foul and get an and one and not have a problem with it. So, you know, that that that's, I think, the catch and shooting type of game is, you know, lacking on the defense. But when it comes to this, this divorce settlement, I think both teams got the better end of both deals. So congratulations to that. I'm glad this divorce settlement is fine. I'm glad this new marriage has um, gotten together with uh, Kyrie and Hayward and Isaiah and LeBron and, you know, keeping some good core pieces over at the Cavaliers. So good job with that. Um, Hope everything works out over in Boston and in Cleveland. So let's talk Colin Cap. Now, I know Colin Cap been on my podcast for the last three weeks. So this is the last week that this man going to be on my, my podcast because I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking about you. But um, I do want to um, not in that way, though. You know, I, it's just been a lot with you that's been going on in the media. So I, I feel like I have to speak on you. Um and I don't speak on you in a negative way at all. I've, I've, I've literally on my podcast said that I think football should not be your job anymore. I just feel as though, you know, your your calling is, is more than just football. Um, but let's talk about the rally that actually happened on the 23rd. Um, I think it was about a, a good thousand to two thousand people showed up at the um, at the uh, NFL headquarters in in New York City, I believe. And um, it really wasn't. Just for Colin Kaepernick. Um, and that was the surprising part to me. It was for players, for black players who, or minority players, who are, are really being demeaned um, on their right of free speech and can't get a job. You know, they, they just didn't come up there for Colin Kaepernick. They came up for all the players who are being blackballed, whiteballed, however bald, um, and can't get a job because they 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 don't have free speech. Um, I think Black Lives Matter was there. Um, the NAACP was there. They actually wrote a um, open letter to um, Roger Goodell. And um, I I do respect that. I I really respect that because it it wasn't just for Colin Kaepernick. Oh oh, he took a knee. Why don't you have a job? No, it was really because you're messing with somebody's money. You're messing with somebody who is literally trying to feed his family. And you're not giving him a job because um, he didn't, what, comply with the non-rules that are in this non-handbook that you have? You know, this non-existent handbook, this non-existent white handbook that you have? I'm sorry. You know, so sorry. Um, as just hilarious to say, like, so sorry. Like, what? what is your problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 anyway, the rally, I, the rally was good. Um, shout out to all the supporters that supported him. Shout out to all the supporters that supported every football player who was getting blackballed, just like Mr. Kaepernick. Um, but we also had to shout out, um, um, it was one white player, I forgot his name, um, who actually said, um, who actually kneeled down for the national anthem. anthem and I quote him, he said, I'm, I'm raising kids who don't look like me. So I have to be an example for them um, because, I'm, like you said, I'm, 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 I'm raising kids who don't look like me. And I believe he plays for the Cleveland Browns. I forgot his name. I'll look it up later. Um, but he said that. And 
that kind of triggered something in my head. I'm like, all these white players, all, all the, what, is, what is going on? You know, all these white players and all of these players are now taking initiative to, you know, sit down, stand up, kneel down, don't kneel down, everything like that. Now, Charles Barkley did say something about um, how it's getting a little excessive. I agree to a certain extent that is it is getting a little excessive because if you're just kneeling down, what are you kneeling down for? Are you kneeling down just because the National Anthem? Well, Colin just did that. Colin, Colin, un, un, you know, he took the curtains and literally shined the light on the problem of the National Anthem. Why are we kneeling now? You know what I'm saying? Why are you kneeling now? And then once you give that take, okay, now I understand because it is it is getting a little excessive now. You know what I'm saying? I, I will go there. But if they if the NFL players of all races are sitting here, um, you know, protesting for if you were protest if you if you're protesting for a cause more than just the national anthem, then okay. I got you. But if you're just doing it just to get on social media, because some people do that. Some people just do things just to get attention. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this is the NFL players. I'm not saying that at all. But if you are doing it, stop. Just to get attention, stop. But if you're doing it for a purpose, for an actual purpose, then continue in that purpose. But if not, stop. Because now you're losing, you're losing a lot of people who are trying to actually make a difference. And the thing is, Colin Kaepernick still don't got a job. I still don't see that man with a helmet on. I still don't see that man with a jersey, nor any play. And nothing. I don't see him with nothing on. And I will keep saying this to this day. You gave Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler, a, a damn near retired football player. Hello, a retired football player. Damn near one year, $10 million. What? Stupid at what? Get slapped. Like, <laughs> all right. But in the rally retrospect, I respect everybody that um came out and showed their support. NAACP. Um, Colin is actually a brother of Kappa Alpha Psi. Kappa Alpha Psi. Sorry. Uh, Fraternity Incorporated. So shout out to all of them um, that came out and supported him as well. Um, shout out to NAACP, shout out to Black Lives Matter, um, shout out to all y'all, you know, all the other black orgs and minority orgs and white folks and all of everybody that came out and supported him and those who are getting blackballed and whiteballed by these owners. I really do appreciate y'all. So let's go into our MVP of the week. And as my MVP of the week, it goes to Connor McGregor. Ty, why the fuck, or Vontae, why the fuck is Conor McGregor your MVP of the week? He just lost a fight. Let's get into it. So, you know, this past Saturday, it was the Conor McGregor versus Mayweather fight, right? All right. Y'all know I gave this man a, a puncher's chance, 1%. I gave him a puncher's chance. You always give a fighter a puncher's chance. That's it. 1%. I knew Floyd was going to win. It, it wasn't a doubt in my mind. But I gave him a punish chance. Now, a lot of people, I watched the highlights of the fight because I didn't watch the whole fight. But I watched the highlights. I watched it on Snapchat. I watched the um, highlights through all the 10 rounds. And a lot of people said it was a good fight for what it was. Um, I'm going to counteract that and say, really, no. 
Um, I'm going to say by the eighth round, boy got tired. Boy got tired by the eighth round. And Mayweather was playing with that fool. Mayweather, I felt Mayweather was, listen, listen, listen. He got a lot of shots in in them first, like, six rounds. He got a lot of body shots in. All right. He got a face shot in. About two or three of them boys. All right, I see you. But by the eighth round, no, I'm, I'm sorry, by maybe the seventh and a half round, boy was tired. And see, Floyd likes to tire out his opponents. I knew McGregor could not stand in that ring because he doesn't have the muscle memory to stand in that ring with him. This is not the UFC. This is boxing, my guy. And by the eighth round, boy was just throwing jabs just to not get hit. He was throwing straight jabs not to get hit, trying to block his punches. And what Mayweather doing? All right, I see you. You trying to drop? Mm-hmm. Bop, bop. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yep, come on. Come on, bop, bop. Like, yep, mm-hmm. And by the 10th round, as everybody's seen, TKO. You feel me? He got tired by the 8th. He was dead tired by the 10th. He wasn't making it to a 12th. <laughs> he wasn't making it to 10 and a half. By the beginning of the 10th round, it was done. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm giving my MVP to Connor because he has he made he made some good money. You feel what I'm saying? He made some good money. First of all, before I give the MVP to Connor, shout out to Floyd Money Mayweather. Now, don't preferably, you know, like Money Mayweather because he spreads his money around like, you know, all that good stuff. And it's a lot. You know, I just don't like too much flashy niggas. But if you got it, hey, floss it. You feel me? But I respect the hell out of you. I respect the shit out of you, 50. And, oh, and I don't care what nobody say about this fight. You earned that shit. You beat his ass. I ain't mad at you, bro. You got that 50 and 0 for sure. And he got 300 mil? 300 bands? Oh, 300 mil? Oh, good God. Listen, if you ever need somebody on TMT, let me get up on that thing. But Conor McGregor gets my um, MVP of the week because... Um, he he kind of did his thing. I'm not saying the fight was, it, it was a. I'm I'm saying that the fight wasn't as good as everybody made it out to be, but it, he did his thing for a UFC fighter. He did he did his thing. You know what I'm saying? He he did all right. You know he got him good in the first like five six rounds. You know what I'm saying? But and uh, he made his money. You know he made his 100 million dollars. You know what I'm saying? He got that. You know because UFC came they ain't paying his shit. You know I know Dana White. Excuse me. Ain't paying you a goddamn thing. I know that for a fact. But um, I know that hundred million about to, you know, get you set for life. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a good that's a good chunk of money. You straight. You know what I'm saying? You 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 fine. Um, Floyd fine. You know what I'm saying? And and like one of my bros, Darius said, um, on Facebook, these fools was friends before the fight. They just obviously hyped it up. And the thing was, and the thing is, the promotional side of things. Connor really did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody been saying for a minute, Floyd has to go in and literally promote the fights. Because they don't they don't know the other fighter for real. Like they're big in other countries, but they're not big in the US. So he has to promote this fight for real, for real. Connor didn't Floyd didn't really have to do nothing. Con- Connor did everything. You know, so shout out to Connor McGregor, man. You know, you lost. You got hit. Good times, too. 
Like you caught you caught Mayweather on the chin a couple times, but bro, it, was, it wasn't as good as everybody said it was. It was all right, but it wasn't as good. But you get my MVP of the week because you made your money, you got in that ring, you stood your ground, and you got your ass whooped. All right, all right. So we're gonna take a break, quick break, and we're gonna get back to the hot topic of the day. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast, which hosts Devontae, presented to you by Tyrone Hicks and Company. Welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast, presented to you by Tyrone Hicks Company. I am your host, Devontae. What's going on? Welcome back, welcome back to the second half of the show. Y'all know it's the hot topic of the day. So, I hope y'all pondered the question that I asked earlier. I'm going to ask it again. Do relationships nowadays have a time limit? Now, I ask this because y'all know what season is coming. No, no, it ain't fall. I mean, fall is coming, but y'all know what season coming. Y'all know what season is coming. Cuffing season. Clink, clink, lockdown. Y'all know cuffing season is coming up. Come on now. Y'all know, hey, y'all know it's about to start getting cold. Y'all know y'all gonna need some. Come on now. Come on. Cuffing season is coming around the corner. So I asked this question Do relationships nowadays have time limits? Because we have this season coming up now, coming season kind of coming season kind of started like as just like a, 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 a trending topic, like a little you know, always oh, coming season. Like oh my goodness, you know, you know, it's, it's just a little some some. You know, I got this little breezy, or this, I got my man over here, I got my woman over here. You know, we chilling, you know, snuggled up and everything. And coming season really happens between the good old months of. I'm going to say it starts between September and October, and then it ends around May, because that is when really the summer is about to start. And I asked, and I, and I asked this question, do relationships have time? Is because some relationships, not all, go based off this cuffing season agenda and don't even know about it. Think about it like this. You find somebody during September, October, because honestly, it's about to get cold. And you don't want to sleep alone, now do you? You don't you don't want to sit there and cuddle with your teddy bear. You don't want to cuddle with your pillow. No, you don't even want to cuddle with your cover. No, you want to sit there and cuddle with your boo, with your snuggle up with your bae. You know what I'm saying? You want to snuggle up with him or you want to snuggle up with her. You want to land between her breasts. You know, you want to land between his chest. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's cuffing season. You know, it's cold outside. You don't want to do that. No, you 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 want to cuddle. You know, you get to you get to know that person. You know, you, oh, babe, what you want to eat? You know what I'm saying? Hey, babe, can we go? Can we go? Let's do this. Wait till May hit. <laughs> wait till May hit. Really, wait till May hit. Wait until May hit. And and see, this is why a couple shows ago I said. We as a generation, especially my young ones, um, even my age group, have trust issues when it comes to relationships because we go based off this cuffing season agenda. Like, shout out to all the relationships that are staying strong and steadfast. I appreciate y'all and I love y'all. Shout out to the ones that don't stay steadfast and and literally go by this cuffing season agenda because if you admit it to yourself that you go through this cover season agenda, that would be so much. That would be so perfect. But I think a lot of us don't do that. And we wonder why relationships last 
so so you 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 sit here and be like, okay, I'm in a relationship by this time. And usually it is by September, October that you find out people are together. You know what I'm saying? And then by May, June, something done happened. Oh, he done he done cheated, she done cheated, somebody done did something. So oh Lord, it's the summertime. So in my mind, the way I process it nowadays is listen, if you cannot make it past the summer in your relationship, for real, that first year, if you get together and let's say y'all get together in September, right? And, you know, everything is going good. Like, like I said a couple weeks ago, you have a honeymoon phase. You're going to go through a honeymoon phase where you think and your partner thinks that nothing, nothing, nothing. Is going wrong. You have no problems. Y'all are happy as hell. Y'all feel like y'all on cloud nine. Y'all, 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 y'all going out together. Y'all looking good as hell. If y'all cannot make it past a summer together as a couple, for real, for real, and I'm being so serious, I don't know what to tell you. That was not a relationship. That was just a situationship. Why do I say this, Ty? Well, why do you say that? That's being real. I think that's being real, like, like stereotypical time. Well, it kind of is, you know, because if you actually think about it, I need y'all to think for a minute. That's that's the problem with us sometimes. We don't want to think and point the mirror in our faces real quick. Because I had to point the mirror in my face when I said this question, too. You point the mirror in your face and you're like, oh, damn, I do do that. I do. I did do some shit like that. And some of y'all still do it to this day. Cuffing season happens. You break up with your... I mean, you, you, you get with your girl. You get with your guy. It's that time. Like I said, it's that time. So you get to know that person. You get to... They ends and outs. You know what I'm saying? And, and then once you go through the honeymoon phase of feeling like you have nothing to lose. And you have... Um, you know, it, it's all good in the beginning. You know, every everything is pretty much going a little is going to smooth. Y'all have those little arguments where y'all get mad at each other and everything. Of course, it's a relationship. It's not supposed to be perfect. But you know, y'all y'all go through y'all little situations. I'm sorry, not even relationship, situationship. Y'all go through y'all little situations in your situationship and everything like that, and then y'all come back together, blah blah blah. You know, argue, come back, argue, come back, argue. That's fine, whatever. Wait until April, May. And see when the real problems start coming up. Oh, girl, I done seen him out with somebody else. Oh, dog. Hey, I seen her at the party with uh, such and such. What? You did what? You did what? Think about it like this, people. When the summer comes, we don't know how to act. And I'm going to keep it 100 and funky just like that. And I I dare, I dare anybody to rebuttal me when I say that. When the summer comes, we don't know how to act. We forget every relationship. We forget every trust, everything. You forget it. Why? Shirts off. You see your men, you see these men glistening. You see these women got booties out, titties out. You see the men over there, you got, got their shirts off, chest popping, muscles swollen shit. And you looking like, whoa. Whoa. Girls looking like, oh shit. Niggas looking like, oh shit. It's the summertime. And during that time, 
you, you're not going to know how to act. Some, some of us do. Some of us do. Some of us know how to act on both sides. But most of us don't. Most of us don't. And, and I need some of us to actually admit that, that most of us don't know how to act. And um, that's where your relationship starts taking a stray because now you start hearing shit. And, and the crazy thing is you start believing what you hear. And once you believe what you hear, you start assuming the things that you believe on what you heard. So now you don't believe what you heard instead of asking your mate what actually is going down. So now your assumptions are becoming your reality when really sometimes in some situations, not all, the reality of your assumptions are wrong because the real reality is that they're just having fun going to parties and that's it. Now, as I said, many, many, many occasions, many of occasions, if you do not have communication in your relationship, that is a red flag, a very, very, very red, red flag. Communication, when it, when it comes to communication, you have to tell your partner everything, everything. I'm going out. Why are you going out? I'm going out with the fellas. Okay, for sure. If you are being communicative, if you are communicating in that relationship, if you are being attentive and listening um, on both sides, because you have to be attentive to listen and you have to be communicate, you have to communicate in order to, you know, say what you need to say. If you are not communicating with your spouse on where you're going, what's happening, what you're doing, and they are always worried and mad at you, that relationship is not happening. That situation needs to be dead, dead, dead. So when I ask the question, does, do, does relationships have a time span? It all depends. It all depends on how you look at relationships nowadays. Because as I said, relationships nowadays are becoming situationships. You see what I'm saying? Oh, we're not together, but, you know, that's, that's my girl. Or, oh, we're not together, but, you know, we chilling. The fuck? The fuck that mean? Nah, bro, you chilling. What you mean you chilling? Can we not just be chilling? I mean, I I know a lot of us just, like I said a couple weeks ago, chilling has become the new form of dating. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people ask on on my social media feed, on my Facebook, on my Twitter, why don't men, or not even men, what happened to the art of courting a woman? You know what I'm saying? Or what happened to the art of asking out women on dates. This is the thing with me. I always take what my what my friends say and I try to apply it. You know what I'm saying? What happened to the art of courting a woman? Okay. What happened to the art of dating? Okay, no problem. I remember one situation where I asked a woman on a date. No, I and I was being on my on my GQ gentleman type shit. You feel what I'm saying? Looked good, had my all black on, had my pink gray tie on with my glasses. I was rocking, rocking this day. Asked this woman out, and I said, you know, I would just like to take you out on a date. Not to sit here and have a Netflix and chill type shit, but I would just like to take you out on a date just to get to know you. What got me, and this is just me, this is just my personal preference. The thing with that was, and why I kind of don't ask on dates anymore, for real, for real, unless you're worth it. Is because in that situation for me and a lot more, 
that I've been in when I've asked dates and everything like that and been of, of courtmanship like that, girls don't believe it off rip, for one. And I, and I get why. But don't ask the question of why don't men court when some men actually have the swag and the GQ and the gentleman type personality to ask to court you and ask on a date. Not to sit here and get in your draws, but to sit here and actually get to know you and see if this is going to go anywhere. Because to me, for me, dating is to get to know. You feel what I'm saying? Dating is to try and get to know you, like I said, if you're worth it. I'm not going to date you if you're not worth it. I'm sorry. That ain't, pfft, sorry. If, if that sounds kind of harsh, yep, I apologize. N- sorry, not sorry. That's just it. I'm not about to date you if you're not worth it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a date is, to see if your ass is worth it. And that's just real. That was what dating was. And, I'm, and, and dating was literally, okay, let me go over here. Go on this date. All right, I'm about to go on this date. See if one of these candidates, whether it be man or female, um, is worth it. So you're a male or a female dating right now. Is it truly dating? Or is it just Netflix and chill or smoking chill or drinking chill or, you know, chilling, chilling? Now, I'm not saying that's bad nowadays because that's what we do in our generation nowadays. We just... Chilling, Netflix and chill, smoking chill, drinking chill, whatever. That's fine. I'm not saying that it, that that is bad. But when we're talking about courtmanship and actually dating, like I said, I've been the the girl really isn't responsive to that because they don't know that they don't they haven't seen it. So when you get so when you go up to a girl and you're actually being a gentleman, they're like. There's there's these out here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, I get pulled back a little bit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's gentlemen out here. Like, what do you mean? You know, like, I take that I take that by surprise because I'm like, I kind of got raised on courtmanship and dating. You know, I do it in my own little way, but I got I got raised on courtmanship, how to treat a woman and everything like that. But you you don't understand that? Oh, okay, well, maybe you mess with different dudes, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people will look at my personality and be like, oh, he's very fun. He's very outgoing. He's very conservative as 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 an individual when it comes to being in his own space and being with him. But he's also, he has his own friend group. He knows what he's about. He knows what he wants. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. You know, I'm I'm the type of dude now to where my bullshit meter is very low. I don't have time for your bullshit. If you want to have like a little quick one pie out, okay, that's fine. Let's be honest about it. You feel me? If the day let's say let's say I actually court you out on a date, and the date isn't going the way it, it, it's going, I'm going to tell you like, listen, this this is not going anywhere. You know, I think you're a very attractive young woman. But me and you are not going anywhere right now. This is not, this is not even going where I thought it was going to go. And I'm just going to be honest like that. The thing is, like I've said last week, we don't know how to take honesty. We don't know how to take being honest towards one another nor to ourselves. So when it comes when it comes to relationships having a time limit, some I feel like they're starting to relationships are starting to have a time limit. You know. You you kind of find out what a relationship, not even a relationship, saying that shit. Like 
not even a relationship, but a situationship is. You know, I don't feel like you understand a full relationship until you actually get to understand that individual, know that individual. No, not just taking them out to eat, whether that's a man or a woman, taking them out to eat and, you know, this, this, and that, we're going to the movies, blah, 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 blah. No, not, not, not that. But I'm talking about actually sitting down, chilling, you know, actually getting to know your mental. Let's go out somewhere where we can have conversations, get a drink, you know, go get some coffee. I don't know, like doing shit where we can actually enjoy each other's company in an emotional and mental state before we even take a physical, like I said last week. You know, so I do feel as though some relationships do have a time limit because we are so into the cuffing season type of um type of mode now and since cuffing season is literally right around the corner it's going to be an, i'm going to definitely be like scoping i love people watching you feel what i'm saying i love to people watch like that is one of my favorite things to do so when i people watch i literally analyze i analyze everything i've had my glasses on looking like an old man gq with literally with my glasses on me people watching just chilling because sorry y'all i'm drinking some water but no, I, I people watch because it's like I want to see how others interact. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, okay, oh, oh okay, I, I see you. All right now, like you know. So when you think about it in those terms, like when girls say or when or when when women say we, you know, we need more gentlemen to court. First of all, I don't think a lot of the new guys know what courting is, what dating is, because. They just know what Netflix and chill is. They think that's dating, you know. And I need for all of us, all of us, honestly, like men and women, to stop having our standards so damn high when we can't even have those high standards our damn selves. Hello. Can I say that again? We need to stop having our standards so high when your stand, when the standards that you uphold for that, other, for that man or woman don't even meet the standards that you uphold for yourself. I'm going to just leave it there because y'all should understand what that means. Okay? Don't sit here and say, I want this, 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 and this. When you don't even have half of that for yourself. You feel what I'm saying? So make sure your standards are at least completely equal to the standards that you are upholding for your man or your woman. Don't have them either above or below. Especially above. Not too above. And I mean Accessibly above, literally, literally, and I'm gonna just leave it there for sure. But, um, when it just comes to being having a relationship, I feel like understanding what a relationship is should be the first thing. Um, you're dating, you're 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 finding something new, and I'm not saying cuff season is a bad thing, but if you're gonna cuff. If you're going to cuff somebody, if you're going to date somebody, if you're going to be with somebody during this season, don't let this trending topic just be a trending topic and you break up with them when cuffing season is over. Because like I said, cuffing season starts between September, October to May. It happens. And people break up with their significant others, man or or female, during that time. Maybe even earlier, excuse me. But it happens. And we need to stop looking at it as like, okay, it's a time limit. All right, 
I got about wah, 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 about got like nine months. Bet, bet, bet. All right, I'm going to try to push out this nine months. Some of y'all can't even push out three. Y'all be so done. Some of y'all can't even push out one. Some of y'all can't even push out two weeks. You feel me? Bad. Bad, 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 bad. So all I'm saying is if you, if you are acting like a relationship is a time schedule, you need to stop. Because that's not what it is. You're just in a situation now. You're just in a situation. But when it comes to relationships, guys, relationships need to not be a time schedule. They need not to be on the cuffing season schedule. They need to be on your time. You know, you you date when you're ready. You sit here and you get in that mode or in that headspace where you want to be with somebody when you're ready to. You know, it's no time limit on that. You know what I'm saying? So know when when you're ready to sit here and take that next step into being in a relationship because I'm going to say this like I've always said it. If you can't know yourself first and grow by yourself first, you're not going to be able to grow that relationship that you want so bad or that you're in. So, And that's why most of your relationships end so quickly. You cuff so early. You get with that person so early that y'all don't know each other. And y'all try to grow with each other without knowing yourselves individually. And try to get to know each other Um inside this relationship and then try to get to know yourselves individually while you're in this relationship which causes friction in the relationship because you're growing your your minds are warping your minds are changing and some of the perspectives and opinions that y'all agreed on maybe in the first have now switched y'all may not agree on a lot of shit now and y'all don't know actually what a lot of things is called compromise and everything. Y'all don't know what communication is like. Y'all don't know what... This is what I'm saying. And y'all wonder why we have trust issues and relationships don't last long. So, yes, there can be a time limit. I just feel like we don't need to make it into a time limit. And we, don't, and we don't need to be on a cuffing season schedule. So, guys, girls, both of you, make sure... That you're having straight communication and straight honesty. And don't put this on a time limit. If you're going to cuff, if you're, if you're looking for somebody, if you're looking at somebody and you, you want to cuff them, you want to be with them, do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Do it do it your way in the right way. You know what I'm saying? I'm, not, I don't, I'm, I'm still learning what the right way is, but I'm doing it in my own way. I'm being, be yourself. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't apologize for being me. So... Don't don't do you be you unapologetically, you know, because somebody's going to come around and understand that unapologetic you and love every fiber of that. All right. All right. So that is our show for the day. We are on episode five, y'all, man. So I had a few shout outs, man. Shout out to uh, Cordell and Patrick that was supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? I was supposed to be on for episode five. I told them I was going to put them on my show, uh, but they not here. Obviously, they lazy asses. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. They'll be on for one of my shows. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a bro special. Um, but shout out to my mom and my grandma for coming up here, man. They brought some food. They brought me a cake. Man, they brought my poster board, my Laker Effect poster um, that my mom got from my graduation party last year. Slaps is in my room. Got my TV. Oh, man. Shout out to them. And then shout out to everybody, everybody who shares and listens and subscribes to my blog and my podcast. I love y'all so much, man. 
it has been a great, great journey so far. Um, like I said, I start grad school uh, tomorrow at six o'clock, so I'm definitely excited for that. Um, so I will be call. I will be writing a blog post uh, called um, entitled "Calling All My Prayer Warriors" because I'm gonna need all my prayer warriors for this semester. I'm telling y'all right now, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot this semester. So I need all my prayer warriors to suit up, get ready, suited and booted. You feel me? So. I appreciate y'all for hanging in with me one more day. We'll be back next week, episode six. If you want to write reviews on my um, um, on the opinionated brother, please write a review. Tell me what I'm doing. Tell me what you would like to hear. Tell me what you would like to see. Tell me, tell me what you want. You know what I'm saying? Um, right now, I'm going to do ask Ty. Um, so if you want to ask me any type of questions, um, if you follow me on social media, DM me those questions. Um, and you can email me those questions at T-Y-R-O-N-Z-A-H at gmail.com. That's H at gmail.com. I'll put the uh, email and everything in the description when I get done with the uh, podcast. Um, follow me. Follow me, of course, on social media. Devante with four underscores. I will always tell y'all three, but it's always four. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to spell it right. It's going to be D-E-V-O-N-T-A. Um, with four underscores, that's for my Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Facebook at Ty Hicks. Um, follow my Facebook page, my business Facebook page, um, Vontae's World, um, THC. So follow that as well. You can send your questions through our business page, my personal page, any type of social media um, that I have. Um, please don't text me. Do not text me. The question will not be read. Do not text me. I'm telling you that now. If you text me, it will not get read. Friends, no friends. I don't care. It will not get read. So, personal page, business page, social media pages, and any type of question that you would like that will get read on uh, next week's episode. I love y'all guys. I love you guys. Um, thank y'all so much for hanging with me this week, and we will be back next week with episode six. So, thank you so much. Love y'all. Peace.